here, the NFL Draft Week. The Vikings could make things very interesting with picks 22 and 25. One thing they should not pick in the first round is a left tackle. They should just get Trent Williams, and I'll tell you why. Sports Talk with Craig and John, Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230, and KWSN.com. The Vikings should get a wide receiver in the first round, even though it's a deep class and maybe, maybe there are bigger needs. But you take care of left trackle with Trent Williams. So the draft is heating up. We get some sort of sporting event where we don't know the outcome right now instead of all these old games that people have been watching for weeks and now into a month. And we also had the Michael Jordan documentary last night. It was really difficult to not sit back and enjoy. Incredibly compelling final season Jordan had with the Bulls with this last dance pivots around and certainly you learned it it was more of an educational tool for those who didn't see Jordan play during his prime those of you who are under 35 if not 30 years old just to get an idea of how dominant and excellent he truly was and a man who guarded all three of the guys that are in the GOAT conversation certainly the top two MJ and LeBron, plus he guarded Kobe uh, during an interesting time in the NBA from the mid-90s to the mid-2000s. Eric Strickland joins us in two hours at 5 o'clock. He's a Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer. Craig and I chatted with him before the show, and man, did he have some stories to tell about guarding MJ. Craig, good afternoon, and uh, what should people expect two hours from now with Eric Strickland? There's a guy that uh, uh, played high school ball in Nebraska, right? He's yeah. from with Bellevue, mm-hmm. Bellevue, mm-hmm. Yes. and then decided to play at Nebraska, mm-hmm. and then went to the NBA, and he's playing at a time where some of the top players in NBA history yep. are playing. Uh, and he's guarding a lot of these guys, yep. and he had to guard Michael Jordan. He had to guard Scottie Pippen. What was that like? Oh. I thought he had some great stories just... on what it was like back in 1996, yeah. the first year. Yeah, he, the, his rookie year, having to guard Michael Jordan as a rookie for the first time. There's a great story about that game, but also about the night before where he actually met Michael Jordan outside of the game. Whew. Just imagine, just imagine that. So, and we've got our own thumbs up, thumbs down about the documentary at four o'clock. If we have time in this three o'clock segment, uh, you know, 10, 10, 15 minutes from now, a, a few words about that. But a lot of people were glued to it. But it is NFL draft week. And look, the Vikings don't have one of the top 10 picks, but they could budge their way in or they could move down. Who knows? But earlier today, Craig, the NBC Sports in Washington website, and I'm sure they're not the only ones, but this is, you you Google Trent Williams, who blocked for Kirk Cousins in Washington 2015 to 2017, and ranked sixth among tackles in pass blocking efficiency, pass blocking efficiency during that time, a seven-time Pro Bowler. To me, he's exactly what the Vikings need, and they can do some cap magic, and there are ways to work around it. I would do that instead of getting another pup on the offensive line, Rick Spielman's actually addressed that the last three years with hit and miss. If you want to win now, go with a proven Pro Bowl left tackle who has already blocked and blocked at an elite level 
for Kirk Cousins and uh, NBC Sports Washington reporting that it, it looks as though Ron Rivera and the Redskins are ready to move him and find a trade suitor, and certainly the Vikings are uh, on the tip of everybody's tongue. How do you like that as a Vikings fan? Uh, are you comfortable with his health? Yep, I am. Didn't I'm comfortable with the year. risk. Yep, he I'm fine. Play at all last year. Adrian Peterson didn't play for a full year twice in the NFL, and he was still elite the year he came back. I'm not worried yeah, about did, that at he all. He did play. He did play. Uh, this yeah. guy hasn't played at all. No, but a, I'm saying Adrian Peterson year. had two years where he didn't play, and he came back and played fine. A lot of NFL players get injured for he a year and come fine. back and play. He's played fine his senior year, and that was because uh, I know they had the the uh, the plate put in his shoulder uh, late in his career. But uh, no, I'm talking about Adrian three. Peterson as an NFL veteran, about the same age as Trent Williams. He heard. He, he shredded his he shredded his knee at about the same age Trent Williams as is and came back and almost had the best rushing season in NFL history for the Vikings. That's what I'm talking about. Are you done? Yes, I'm just trying to make Here's the point. The I'm not talking about Trent, Adrian Peterson College. Go ahead. Trent Williams has not played in over a year, and that is my biggest concern. Whether what's the problem? What is the problem for him? And the problem right now is that. A lot of these NFL doctors, they can't go see him, work him out, see what those problems are. Um, if Vikings coaches think he's the guy, I wouldn't have a problem with it, but that would be my big red flag that this guy has been hurt. He is uh, already in his mid-30s, and it might be much wiser to go after a young stud on that left side, which uh, there are a handful of those that should be available when they pick on Thursday. There's no doubt there's some risk and uncertainty in, in Trent Williams' health. And, you know, the specific thing of what's going on with this guy uh, is is this. Now, again, from 2015 to 2017, he was among the top six tackles in pass-blocking efficiency. The Vikings need better pass protection. They're one of the worst three in the league, and this is a team that passed the third least. So it's not like they're passing much. But that's partly because they built their offensive line this past year under Gary Kubiak, who was the true offensive head coach, Kevin Stefanski, who was the play caller, who's now in Cleveland. But Rick Dennison came over with Gary Kubiak and was in Denver as an offensive line coach during some Super Bowl times with Gary Kubiak and the Broncos. It's a run-first scheme because Mike Zimmer wants a run-first offense, and the Vikings are very good at running the ball and blocking the run. But when in critical situations in big games, especially late in the game when guys get worn down and Kirk Cousins needed protection, it wasn't there enough, and he is not a master maneuver of the pocket. And we all know that. He stays there too long, he gets drilled. You need help at that spot because the Vikings are committed to Kirk Cousins for another couple of years. Now, Riley Reef is a serviceable pro. He's never been a pro bowler, and he's gone downhill a little bit. Not a bad run blocker, but I think there's there's obvious reasons why there's discussions about the Vikings and Trent Williams. It's because, or of the Vikings drafting a left tackle, because Riley Reef just has, has lost his step there. He's had some injuries in his lower body. And if he's going to remain a Viking, he could move to left guard where Pat Elfline has struggled mightily. You have a right tackle in Brian O'Neill. That's a second-round pick that appears to have a lot of promise. But this is the blind side. It's arguably one of the top three positions in the NFL. Ability-wise, if Trent Williams comes back and plays as he has most of his career, he'll be a Pro Bowl-level left tackle, and he'll be able to stave off these bone-crushing machines, these refrigerators, these, these guys with rockets on their backs that now play defensive end. Guys like 
than Neil Hunter. It's hard to find a good left tackle or a good offensive lineman. They get beat a lot because defensive linemen and elite ones, especially the pass rushers, tend to be incredible athletes and just stronger and faster than them. And Trent Williams is a guy in the NFL who's been able to hold his own against guys like that his entire career. Now, in April 2019, it was reported he had a surgical procedure done to remove a growth from his head. <laughs> from his head. And it was a type of cancer. And, and this has been going on for six or seven years. It was first noticed in 2013 when he claimed that uh, the Washington medical staff told him it was not serious at the time. He did not report to the team's mandatory minicamp. Well, the Vikings aren't going to have one either. And re- well, maybe, probably not. We'll see. Uh, and reportedly demanded to be released or traded last year over how the team's medical staff handled the situation. In July, Washington placed him on the team's injured reserve, did not report list. After the Redskins failed to trade him before the trade deadline, he was reinstated on October 30th, but he failed to pass a physical, experienced discomfort with his helmet due to his scalp having post-surgical soreness. It resulted in Washington placing him on the non-football injury list, and that's it. That's, that's the last we know of him. How well has he recovered? You're right, Craig. The Vikings nor any team have had a chance to look at him. And I think if they would have and uh, liked what they saw, they'd feel a lot better. And maybe they'd be more likely to pull off of this, uh, pull off this trade. And he is a, he's a, he, you know, he costs $14 million. He's worth the value of him, as I've seen reported, is worth a second round pick. Again, the Vikings traded Stephon Diggs and got some picks. You know, they have, they have 12 draft picks. Trader Rick, Rick Spielman, has a history of trading before the draft. And so you, typically you trade a big star player like Stephon Diggs, yes, to get some cap room, but also now you've got some picks to work with. And Trent Williams could be worth a second-round pick. Or you could send him in a deal with Riley Reef as part of that deal. And if you send Riley Reef away and, the, and Washington finds some use for Riley Reef inside or outside – then, then you, you, you have dumped some cap, you've dumped some cap um, pain by sending away Riley Reef, who's not much less expensive than Trent Williams. So this is a tough decision that Rick Spielman has to make. I'm not saying it would be a slam dunk. I am just willing to risk a guy uh, who, lower body-wise, who strength-wise, you know, he's been a terrific player in the NFL, plus he's looking for a change of scenery, and he could find a change of scenery with a quarterback he has already proven to block for incredibly well. Did I make a good enough I case? Need the, uh, I need the Washington Redskins to convince me that Trent Williams, when he puts a helmet on, it won't hurt. <laughs> yeah. how, how are they going to do that? Uh, just, just my word. It's just my word. He'll, he's going to be fine. I think, that, I think that's where a lot of teams have a major problem with uh, not being able to work him out themselves. Um, if he's healthy, ready to go, sure, I'm all in. But, boy, I got a big question mark mm-hmm. on if he really is healthy. Well, everybody's doing virtual online things. And, again, this isn't the same as having a person in the physical presence of trainers and doctors to study them like a piece of meat, which, the, of course, every NFL team does. Yeah. Yeah, but, but so, guys, so, so <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, these guys are, are, are the ones that are going to get hurt the most. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Cam Newton. Um, and other NFL players who have had injuries, they say they're fine. Like Tua, they say they're fine. 
But boy, a lot of NFL teams want their own doctors to uh, scrape them over a fine-tooth comb there before they even try to invest any money on these guys. He did live with this head thing. Again, he's lived and played with it seven years, and he's done it at a high level. Now he's 32. But that's his main injury concern. And I mean, the head is an incredibly important part of the body to play football with. But, I mean, could it be a virtual thing where Trent, try on a helmet for us. See, oh, uh, you know, hey, we made you a helmet specifically. I mean, you can get head size. You can get all the things you need to order and send it to them. Like if you're ordering from a from a catalog or online an article of clothing, a, a tuxedo that needs exact perfect fitting, give them your sizes, send it to them. Okay, then let's go on Zoom. Okay, Trent, try the helmet on. It's perfectly suited to uh, to your head. And, you know, the, is that enough for you or do you need to, uh, you know, or is that just the same thing as O.J. Simpson trying on that glove in trial? It means nothing just because the person puts it on and says it fits or doesn't fit. I mean, it's a great, it's a good question to have, and it's an unfortunate thing for the Vikings, but there is belief that uh, they're interested in him, and if they are, then they must be, A, willing to take the risk, and B, maybe they, they know more than we do about where Trent Williams' head is at right now, right. literally. Uh, well, also, he has not played a full 16-game schedule in seven years. So there's been an injury factor with uh, Trent Williams uh, since 2013. Um, and if, if you look at it on paper, well, I think some would say, well, he's got, he's, uh, he's not, uh, he hasn't produced a whole season in seven years. W- would that be a black flag? Well, um, Maybe, maybe not. But the, the if co- Vikings coaches think that he's going to be uh, healthy enough, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. But... I have no idea. Otherwise, I'd be going out and get uh, getting that Georgia tackle or that Iowa tackle if they're available. Get that young stud up there that they can use for several years down the road. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to pr- pretend right now at this very moment, three days ahead of the draft, to be the very least knowledgeable beyond what you can read about these prospects, especially on the offensive line. But I would say that I would much rather take a guy from Georgia who's gone up against the closest thing to NFL pass rushers. That's the SEC. More defensive linemen come out of the SEC to the NFL and thrive in it than any other league. It is the closest thing we actually have to a farm system for NFL strength and speed simulation is in the SEC and at Georgia when you're going up against pass rushers from Alabama and LSU and uh, some of the other top schools in in the SEC. I mean, that's that's your best practice right there. I'd rather get that than a guy from Iowa. Sorry, Hawkeyes. It has nothing to do with my love or hatred of the Hawkeyes as a Husker fan. Just my feeling of I'm usually going to rely on SEC dudes for a lot of things, including Tua Tungavailoa or Joe Burrow at quarterback because they have faced SEC pass rushers the same way these tackles have. But I, I would, you know, I, I would lean on Trent Williams. It appears that if the Vikings are interested right now, they're not that worried. They know more than we do, and we'll see. I hope it happens because Rick Spielman has tried. It's been hit and miss. Garrett Bradbury, we're not sure. Pat Elfline, unfortunately hampered by the injury. He's regressed. He's not that good. So they've had some high draft picks. If you're winning now and trying to keep your job, which Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer both are, then I would go for the proven left tackle in Trent Williams. And as far as it goes with his not playing full seasons, not too many players in the NFL ever make it through full seasons. Um, Trent Williams did, has, has not played a full season since 2013, and yet, as I mentioned, from 2015 to 2017, 
top six among tackles in pass blocking efficiency in the NFL. He missed one game in 2014. He missed two games in 2015. He missed four in 2016. He missed six in 2017. But then he came back and played all but three games in 2018. So he's... So, Ten games, so he's, six games is the most he's missed. It's not like he's had full season's worth of injuries here. He hasn't even had a except half a season worth of injury. Except, yes, of course, except the entire last year. But I would contend that that would make him fresh this year. And again, that's one less year of wear and tear on his body at 32 years old. He's been at Pro Bowl almost every year of his career, whether he's played a full season or not. I would take him. That way you're not worried about drafting a pup at tackle, and you can move on to some of your other biggest needs in the draft if you're the Minnesota Vikings. We'd love to hear from you. 336-1230, 336-1230. Trent Williams, Riley Reef to remain at left tackle or a first-round draft choice. Who do you want, Vikings fans? 336-1230. Who are our mock NFL general managers right now on Craig and John? Three days ahead of our mock draft spectacular, all three hours here on the day of the first round of the draft. 45% of you love the Trent Williams idea. 35% of you want to keep Riley Reef, And 20% would say, go ahead, first-round draft choice. I think you know my answer. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. Yeah. And I would go Williams 1, a draft choice 2, and Riley Reef 3. I just just feel like you got to move on from Riley Reef at left tackle. Try to have him as part of a trade with somebody. But if not, slide him into the inside, let him battle it out with Pat Elfline. But Reef is expensive. And if you're going to pay Reef money versus Pat Elfline money, if you want to move Reef to left guard, and you and I at least agree on that, that Riley Reef is not the Vikings' answer at left tackle anymore. Correct. Then then you got to play him at left guard if you don't have him as part of a trade and if you don't find a get, get ready to get rid of him because then you're just wasting uh, over $10 million on Riley Reef. Uh, so he's got to play, and I don't know how much better he'd be at left guard than Pat Elfline, but it w- judging by Elfline's performance last year, it wouldn't take that much. Uh, so here's another part um, that we'll spend just a couple moments on. You say the Vikings should have a left tackle as part of one of their first two uh, draft picks, their two first-round draft picks. Where, what, what position would you go at besides left tackle? Cornerback. Okay, and, and a lot of people, it's almost universal. The Vikings should get a first-round cornerback. And why? It's pretty obvious, but remind people why. Well, they don't have their two starting corners from last year, and the two backups uh, are gone. Yes, are gone too. And it appears that, unlike with this Trent Williams talks that are percolating, the Vikings aren't in any conversations to attain a veteran cornerback from any other team in a trade. So, yeah, they're probably going to have a cornerback if they keep both of their first two first-round picks. At 22 or 25, they are going to take a cornerback. Michael Lombardi has uh, spent some time on staffs of three Super Bowl teams, including the New England Patriots, and uh, he's now working for VEASAN, the Vegas Information and Sports Network. He was on with Paul Allen earlier today and answered what the Vikings should do with their two first-round draft picks. You know, look, I'm going to go at 22. I say Jalen Johnson from from the University of Utah. He's a corner. I think Rick really has to address that area. I think that's really going to be important for him. Uh, also, gladly, I would say the other one. The second pick, I'm going to go Denzel Mims. I think they need to get a young receiver or T. Higgins. I think those are the two needs they need. They need somebody to clear out the field. Denzel Mims is a tremendous, tremendous young man. I've watched him. My son coached at Baylor. He's fast. He's explosive. He's He's been 
probably the most talked-to player in this draft via FaceTime of anyone. Huh. I mean, I, I didn't know that. Mike Lombardi knowing some things here because he knows uh, executives from all around the league. So Devin Mims, Baylor. And by the way, a beat writer for the Chicago Bears, the veteran Dan Wiederer, was on with Paul Allen uh, an hour later and unprompted and not told about Lombardi's comments. He also said the Vikings not should not only draft a wide receiver in the first round, but should draft Denzel Mims. Back to Lombardi, PA followed it up with, hey, Mike Lombardi, the Vikings need a left tackle. So why a receiver and why Mims specifically? Well, because I think this is a unique receiver. The reason I put Mims there is because Mims is flat-out explosive, and he can get behind anybody. And the way they're set up in Minnesota's offense is they need somebody to clear it out. They are always going to need somebody who can play and challenge the outside part of the field. I think we lump receivers with just the WR next to their name, and they really aren't. There's three categories of receivers that you really have to pay close attention to. There's the what I call the small forward receiver, which is the guy that can play any Anywhere in the field, he can go in and out, you know, and he can do move around and he can win with quickness and he can win with athleticism. Then there's the point guard wide receiver, which is really the quick guy in the slot. He needs to live in the slot. He's the third receiver. He's relying on his quickness to win and his unique hands. And then there's the power forward receiver, the guy who's bigger than most of the other corners who can catch the ball, who's always in traffic. Let's say Treadwell. Even though Treadwell didn't have enough quickness to be a great power forward receiver, that was the downfall with Treadwell. So hey, I think you've here got to we go. Mims gives them a chance to get that small forward, vertical outside quadrant that can help Cousins and allow Thielen and Rudolph to really make more plays inside. I mean, you don't have digs, the burner downfield. This is the burner downfield. So did Mike Lombardi convince you the Vikings should go receiver and cornerback, not left tackle and cornerback? Uh, I still I still think the number one issue is does Kirk Cousins have enough time to throw the ball? And sure. So I think they need to do something on the offensive line, whether they do it with the 23rd or the 22nd mm-hmm. or the 25th pick. I don't care, but I think in that yeah. first round you got to make sure you have something done on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Now, if they did get Williams, who probably would be a second-rounder, they could still then, I'd go wide receiver then for the second pick. Well, and, corner first and then wide receiver. And Lombardi was asked, by the way, by PA before he'd explain why go with Mims. He is special enough that you're the Vikings. It's a deep wide receiver class, but still go to the first round and get Mims before other teams do because apparently he's that special. So, uh, of course, my answer would be go get uh, Trent Williams. And at the moment, I like the, uh, the Mims idea along with the cornerback. But, hey, a lot can change between now and... And Thursday, we're up against a break, Craig, but quickly, we do have slots available in Thursday's KWSN Mock NFL Draft. Yeah, you better get in today, though. Go to kwsn.com, scroll down halfway down the page, you'll see the promotions and contest page, click on the mock NFL draft icon. Tell us which team that you would like to uh, be picking for. Again, we just do the first round, and we'll do it on Thursday right here on Sports Talk with Craig and John. Uh, But get it in today because we will start finalizing all of the positions beginning tomorrow. So get that in, kwsn.com. The top item on our front page, you go there and click in there. You'll find the application takes less than a minute to fill out. Speaking of transactions, Jackrabbit Basketball has a transfer from Nebraska. What will he bring to the table? Plus, the Huskers had a virtual spring game. Why? (laughs) Robin Washington. HuskerOnline.com next on Fox Sports 98.1 AM 1230 and KWSN.com. 
can't hear the show on the radio? No problem. We're always live at KWSN.com and on the free, easy-to-download KWSN mobile app.